Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 55. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's roundtable are my good friends Haley, Jenny, Joe, and Tony. For today's roundtable discussion, we're going to be discussing the live-action X-Men movies. This was a really fun roundtable, so I'm not going to talk too much at the beginning here. We're just going to jump on in and take a listen to our discussion on X-Men live-action movies. All right, we're back for another roundtable, and for today's roundtable, I have my good friend Joe. Hey, bub. Haley. <laughs> Tony. Hello. And Jenny. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel bad for Jenny. I always go to her last for some reason, and she always gets the brunt of it, and she does. No, it's all good. <laughs> I was trying to upload the, the music real quick, and then I realized I was also still muted, and then, it, uh, yeah. For today's roundtable, we're going to be discussing X-Men movies. These are the live-action movies. Basically, I guess most of them from Fox Studios made the X-Men movies. X-Men is an American superhero film series based on the fictional superhero team of the same name who originally appeared in a series of comic books created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and published by Marvel Comics. 2000 Century Fox obtained the film rights to the characters in 1994, and after numerous drafts, Brian Singer was hired to direct the first film, released in 2000, and its sequel, X2, in 2003. While the third installment of the original trilogy, X-Men The Last Stand, in 2006, was directed by Brett Ratner. After each film outgrossed its predecessor, several spin-off films were released, including three Wolverine films from 2009 to 2017, four X-Men prequel films from 2011 to 2019, and two Deadpool films from 2016 to 2018, with The New Mutants concluding the series in 2020 after a 20-year-long run. With 13 films released, the X-Men series is the eighth highest-grossing film series, having grossed over $6 billion worldwide. Wide. And for the, just so everyone knows, we have X-Men that came out in 2000, X-Men 2, X-Men United came out in 2003, X-Men The Last Stand 2006, X-Men Origin Wolverine 2009, X-Men First Class 2011, The Wolverine 2013, X-Men Days of Future Past 2014, Deadpool 2016, X-Men Apocalypse 2016, Logan 2017, Deadpool 2 2018, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, 2019, and The New Mutants, 2020. Though I feel like they did New Mutants, came out in like 2019 or 2018. They kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. Yeah, that's right. So let's jump into some questions here. So let's just jump in. Give me your top three favorite X-Men movies. Wow. Don't roll your eyes at me, Joe. Wow. You're lucky I'm giving you three. Wait, and I have no, no. I, like, I'm easy, it's easier for me to pick one <laughs> than it is three. It's like, oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. Normally everyone complains when I say one. You can just give me your top most favorite. Uh, Ginny, you want to start? Sure. My favorite is X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm. Now, why is that? Because I think it does a good job of both working on the story. Because I like the new cast, the, mm-hmm. the prequel cast. I really enjoy the prequel cast. But there's always the problems I had with like, wait a minute, this doesn't match with the original movies. And like Days of Future Past fixed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, they managed that. Nice. Yeah. Just in time for them to make a mess of it later. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But, you know, we're not there yet. At the yeah. time, it was like, now, oh, Now, did you like the Rogue version? Have you seen the Rogue version of it? 
I was not aware there there's was a version. Yeah, there's a two, yeah, there's there's a two versions of it. What does that even mean? Rogue that was Rogue cut out it. of yeah. the original movie. Oh, Rogue what? was in the original movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a oh, cut with oh, oh. with Rogue featured back in the film. Back inside the film. Which why did they flipped? cut? Why did they cut her in the first? Place? I I I don't I don't know the reasoning why, but because they have a history of mishandling that character in <laughs> well, the film. I mean, I'm I'm not going to deny no, no, that. Who was it? Who was it? It, it was, was uh, Anna uh, Paquin. Anna, Anna Paquin. Paquin. Yeah, it had to be. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right well whatever Haley suddenly um, stopped clutching her laurels she was like what wait rogues oh Anna Pack. Okay. never mind never mind yeah if you get a chance check it out it is interesting how they okay. into the it's the same story it's just they have rogue in it too yeah cool all right how about you tony Top three or favorite one, if you just want to give me the well, favorite. I, I, well, I if we're also... allowing oh. three, oh, then sorry. I, can, I can do three. Okay, do three. Bring <laughs> it, Jenny. Bring it. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> My number two would be uh, X-Men First Class. Okay. Um, that was a good and one. then my third is Deadpool. All right. Those are, that's a good top three. Yeah, those are good. More of the, more of the modern stuff. More of the, yeah, newer, yeah. the newer stuff. Cool. How about you, Tony? I also really enjoyed Days of Future Past. That was that was really, really good. Um, this is in no particular order top three, but Days of Future Past. I also really dug the Wolverine, which... Uh, okay, um, the Wolverine. Make sure the Wolverine. The Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's Logan be clear. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, that was very good. And uh, uh, I'm going to have to go with X2, as, as those are oh. my top three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for me, it would be X2 is, I think, my favorite one. And then Days of Future Past was one of my favorites. And God, for a third one, honestly, I have, I have to admit this. I have not seen the last two movies. I didn't see Dark Phoenix or The New Mutant yet. <laughs> You're not uh, heard, missing much. That's <laughs> what I hear. Then that's probably why I haven't You're okay. to watch them. I was going to hopefully watch them before we record the podcast. And work has been crazy. And I just haven't had time to sit down and watch. You honestly could have come in here and been like, oh, yeah, I saw them all. And not, I don't think any of us would have touched on The New Mutant. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or like Dark Phoenix. That's a negative. Yep. <laughs> uh, probably, you know what? Probably X Men. The first X Men. Yeah. Because it was the first time. Same with like Star Wars. I love Empire Strikes Back, but Star Wars: A New Hope for those people who were born after they named it that. It was. It was Star never Wars. a New Hope. It's yeah. just Star Wars. It always will be Star Wars for me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So the X Men. So X Men, X Men Two, and then Days of Futures Past. I think would be my my top three. How about you, Haley? So my number one, I think I didn't do a full rewatch of everything, but um, I think X-Men um, Days of Future Past is still my favorite. I also I liked X2. I remember it has it has some issues, but I, I still am very fond of that one. And I can't I can't separate Deadpool one and two because they're both just so That's magical <laughs> in so many ways. And oh, my gosh. And the X-Force and. Oh gosh, mm. Deadpool too. That oh. was just great. That was yeah. the greatest number of deaths in such a short amount of time, and it was the maybe maybe that will be my best, my favorite scene in all of the X Men movies. We'll see. We'll see. We have much to much to discuss. Much to discuss. <laughs> all right, Joe. Okay, well, the top spot obviously goes to X Men Origins Wolverine. No, no, no. Okay. Oh my gosh, Joe, uh, I was going to go and right in. Oh, guys, it was a joke. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I feel it for some reason. I feel it. No, um, my my favorite is X2, X-Men United. I think mm. it's it, it's them hitting that that team superhero movie mm-hmm. at on all cylinders like we'd never seen before. It kind of laid the foundation for what we later got in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it like just the chemistry it got. It got everything I loved about these characters right for the most part. Mm. Mostly, I loved how it was an X-Men movie, but it was also a really good Wolverine movie. And Mm. that's something that I think you guys all know about me already. I am a huge Wolverine fan, have been since I was seven years old. We talked about it on the Superhero Podcast like a year and a half ago. But this movie really kind of shines a light on that character. He gets to be the Wolverine I love. And it's like the reluctant father figure kind of thing Mm -hmm. where... He's forced to kind of protect these kids after the school gets invaded. You get to see him like feral out, but then you also see kind of a tender side of him, but it kind of explores his history. And I, and I love that. I thought that everybody gets a chance to shine in that movie. I think that, but after X2, it would have to be Logan. Um, because I think, I think it is the best solo Wolverine movie Mm. because they didn't try to shoehorn in a bunch of other X-Men characters in it. Like there's a, there's a handful of them and they, they serve the story and the story I thought was really good. And, Mm. uh, and, and like just somebody obviously gave someone creative control and just like, Hey, tell the story you want to tell finally. Mm -hmm. And that's what I loved about it. It, 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 it was touching. It was exciting. Uh, but ultimately, it kind of started, it resonated that whole family thing that they started with the first X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. And then Deadpool 2 uh, comes mm-hmm. in third for me because it has all the things I loved about Deadpool 1 and then a lot more heart than what was in Deadpool. Even though Deadpool 1 did have some heart, Deadpool 2 like really yeah. does a good oh, yeah. job of balancing that. And maybe I'm just kind of a sucker for like, because now I'm noticing, I'm like, this is also a movie where like Deadpool's forced to kind of be a father figure, like to, you know, try <laughs> right. to be an example. Uh, maybe I'm a sucker for that. But uh, I loved I loved the whole moment where Deadpool dies and gets to be with Vanessa again. And she's like, you can't be here. He's kind of sucked back in. Mm-hmm. Cable brought him back. And like, that's such a great moment with that slow take on me playing. And just like, it's still like it, mm-hmm. it resonates with me. And then it's also followed up with him going back in time and trying to correct <laughs> all the mistakes from the past, including killing himself before he makes Green Lantern, which is just <laughs> so good. It was so good. Yeah. And the yeah. juggernaut, bitch. The juggernaut. Bitch. <laughs> oh, yes. um, now, did you watch uh, Logan in black and white? I did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's Wait, really there's a color cool. version? Yeah. I'm learning all <laughs> kinds of things. Yeah, there's a color version and a black and chrome version of, yeah. of Logan. And I mean, it's just, it's it so just beautiful. It adds a whole new layer to the story wow. and to the visuals. It's so good. Yeah. It's a really, it's a great film. I think I would add yeah. that in my list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of, but Logan's one of those movies where after I watch it, I need to like hold a teddy bear and like oh, lay too. down I, and like, yeah. I need to like think about my life. Yeah, I watched it once in the theater, and then when the black and chrome version came out, I watched it again. But it's it's a hard. It's not like a X two where yeah. you just watch it and just no. have fun. Oh, yeah, it's not fun. It's no, no, like, no. It'll rip your heart out because it's, yeah. it's such it's such a drama. Right, like a hardcore oh. drama. Yeah, I I limit to myself to how I need to be in a very happy mood. To watch that. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Let's let's move. Do some really quick. Uh, I don't have many interesting facts, but we have a few here. 
the first one, the X-Men movie script was written in 1984 with X-Men franchise was growing in popularity throughout the 1980s. Obviously, the cartoon was huge then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Marvel Comics writer Jerry Conway and Roy Thomas penned the first ever X-Men screenplay for Orion Pictures. The film would have seen Professor X, pre-wheelchair, Kitty Pride, Cyclops, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus fighting an organization named Proteus. Ultimately, the script was thrown out when Orion ran into financial difficulties. That's interesting. Mm. The fact that they have like, they pen this script where there's an organization named Proteus instead of a character. Mm. And that's kind of, that's kind of indicative of what they've done with the X-Men film franchise. Like they've always kind of come this close to telling like a familiar story in the comics Mm -hmm. and then taking a weird left turn for some reason. And a lot of times more often than not, that left turn isn't as good as what the original story was and didn't really serve the franchise as well as I think they thought it was going to. Mm, I think they're just trying to be different. You know, yeah. you don't want to just rehash a comic book. Right. And I, I agree, but it could fan, still be good. <laughs> you want, yes, as a fan, you want that because mm-hmm. you love that comic book so much. You'd love to see it on screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a good example of that would be like the Infinity Gauntlet story that Marvel put together. Like it doesn't follow all the, the beats of the comics that, that led up to it. But the way they did it still made sense. It was still satisfying for the most part for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just kind of it, – it's a little frustrating for me being an X-Men fan where it's like, oh, you guys got so close. Like why did you, why did you make that choice? Why did, why did Rogue elect to stop being a mutant? Like that's a really mm, horrible yeah. choice that we've made here. That, um, yeah. yeah. So that's – I have a lot to say about the X-Men. So at any time, <laughs> oh, just please. tell me to shut up. No, let's go. Let's see. I have an interesting fact. Okay. Hugh Jackman almost wasn't Wolverine. Oh my gosh, this story. Jackman is so closely associated with the character of Logan, it's hard to imagine that it almost went to someone else. Nonetheless, actor Doug Ray Scott was initially cast as Wolverine for 2000's X-Men, but was forced to pull out when the filming of John Woo's Mission Impossible 2, in which he played the villain, overran. Jackman was cast as Wolverine three weeks into filming on the recommendation of Russell Crowe, who had also been previously approached for the role. Thank you, Mission Impossible 2, yep. for running over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can you imagine? I no. couldn't imagine anyone else playing that role. No, mm-hmm. especially not Doug Ray Scott. I, I don't yeah. – I'm not a fan of his. Uh, you know, and it's, it's funny because when I heard he was cast, I was a little disappointed – but then when I heard that Hugh Jackman was cast, my first reaction was, who? who? And then yeah. I'm like, this dude's 6'2". No, yeah. that's not going to work at all. And now I can't imagine anybody else playing the role. He's yeah. iconic. Yeah. yeah. Haley, do you have the next one here? Those tantalizing post-credit scenes might be closely associated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe today. But the first modern example of a tag scene on a superhero movie actually happened in X-Men The Last Stand. Here, a post credit scene reveals that Professor X has survived his apparent death at the hands of Phoenix by transferring his mind into the vegetative body seen earlier in Myra's lab. This was in 2006, and just two years later... The buzz created by Iron Man's post credit scene helped ensure that no cinema worker would ever get a theater cleared up early following a superhero movie ever again. Especially James Gunn, who likes to do four or five. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I also love that they really are tantalizing post credit scenes. <laughs> so tantalizing. Yes. Tony, you have one. Oh, yes. An on screen credit gives Magneto's surname as Lencher. 
even though all previous official sources for the movie and the comic book versions have spelled it uh, Lencher, L-E-H-N-S-H-E-R-R. Still, in the comics, Eric Lencher is itself a cover identity that Magneto uses to obscure his real name of Max Eisenhart. So maybe it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because, uh, uh, you know, I, I uh, growing up watching the, the, the cartoon... I always thought, you know, Magnus was 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 how he 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 always referred to himself before yeah. the the Eric Lencher, you know. Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Ginny, you have a one for us now. Yes, one of the weirder examples of a tie-in: the UK's Virgin Trains Rail franchise christened an eleven-car Pendolino train X-Men: Days of Future Past in order to promote the film. Hugh Jackman and James McAvoy attended the ceremony, and today the train can still be found running on the West Coast mainline out of London. Very cool. Wow. Weird. That's a that's a hell of a name for a train. <laughs> which uh, which train are you taking? Just the X Men days, days of Future Past. <laughs> you know, like you do. <laughs> how do you, how do you shorten that one? The X Duff. There you I'm, go. I'm taking the X Duff. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about our favorite characters for mm. X-Men. Uh, I have top three, but if you guys only want to do one. Uh, well, Tony, you want to start off? Uh, okay, well, so uh, I know we're going to talk about villains in a little bit, so I'm not sure if we can actually include it, although in the um, in the first class universe. If it's your favorite, we, then yes. Yeah, well, the, the Fassbender Magneto. Is mm. I, I really really dig his oh, yeah. uh, just, just, just just the fast bender Magneto oh, and good. you know he's he he's I mean he's sort of an antihero in the in the in the first class series yeah um so I I just I just I don't know I really really dig everything that fast bender just generally does and just the the way they went about building that character like for the first class I thought yeah. I thought was was fantastic and you know the other you know I, I am also partial to Patrick Stewart as as Professor X of overall yeah uh, and and uh, uh, even though. In the year 2000, I also got hung up on the heights of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. And I was so, so doggedly against, oh, he's too tall, he's too tall. But over the years, you know, I really just came to love, of course, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. So yeah. those, those are my three. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the Fastbender Magneto, Fastbender Magneto, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, and of course, our Wolverine. Awesome. Jenny, how about you? Okay. So in the original X Men movies, my favorite character was actually Pyro. Oh, I good. really dug that character. Did you like uh, him because he was cute or did you like his character? <laughs> Probably a little of both, <laughs> knowing me. But no, I found his character really interesting how he okay. kind of like, you know, he was good and good. And then he struggled and he had mm -hmm. this like back and forth with, why am I forgetting his name? Iceman. Mm -hmm. And this sort of love triangle, not really. Yeah. Thing that was going on and then moving into the like first class series one of my favorites was and uh they didn't utilize them enough and i was really sad was actually banshee Ooh, wow, i okay. loved and because i i'm a big fan of caleb landry jones mm -hmm. yeah. and he's always being given these like weird evil characters and i love that he got to be like a hero and i was yeah. like yeah more of that and then what happened with yeah. that first group happened and i was like what the <laughs> Why? No. And then my other favorite is Quicksilver. Okay. I love me some Quicksilver. He was amazing. Yeah. 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 I think I'm with you. Don't I think say my... was. He's not dead. That's true. 
They he did him a, dirty in that last in Dark Phoenix, boy. Sure I was so mad. I was oh, like, I didn't no, see that yet. No, so. no, no. <laughs> I won't spoil it for you, but it's not good. All right. <laughs> uh, for me, for me, I I would agree. Quicksilver is definitely in my top three. Yeah. He's just his his scenes are amazing. Every single scene he's in, he has always like a standout moment. You know, when yep. he's in the kitchen at one time, when he's saving the kids at the at the uh, manor. Oh, the house. That yeah. yeah. That he always has those amazing. Just incredible moments. Hugh Jackman, he's a definite. Yeah, I just like him. I mean, I think he's gorgeous to begin with, but just as X Men, as Wolverine, he does a very good job at, at Wolverine, and uh, and Logan, uh, which is nice mm-hmm. that he can play two different kind of two different characters, but in the same person. And then it would just be Patrick Stewart, just because yeah. I am a huge Trekkie, and I do like his portrayal of him. And that was the 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 one actor that everybody was kind of united on. Like, oh, who's going to sure. play Professor X? Oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be Patrick Stewart. For and, sure. I, and it wasn't just because he's bald. Like, no, the dude is like who you imagine as yeah. as Professor X, and I love that he embraces that role so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Haley. All right, so I must <laughs> stress that these are not my comic book or cartoon favorite. I love correct? it. Yeah. I love it. Yes, I. Storm and Rogue are my favorite um, comics, but I have I have film the film mine characters too, by that the way. those are my oh both of them oh, oh that's yeah. yeah I love them both so much and I just haven't seen a, the film portrayal quite it just hasn't quite gotten to my yeah. approval but I will say in the original X Men trilogy Rebecca Ramon as Mystique was oh, such yeah. a flipping so badass. Good. She was my favorite. I still remember that line when she's talking to Senator Kelly and she's like, you're the reason I was afraid to go to school as a little girl. And like, yep. yeah. yes, strangles it. I mean, she was a, she was a badass. And I think it was a really great, I really liked that portrayal of Mystique and, yeah. you know, her acting and, you know, the whole, yeah, it was awesome. And then for the new, um, I was I I really like Michael Fassbender. I loved his young Magneto. I just his storyline and all the in all his films, and yeah, the the Quicksilver mm-hmm. is great. His scenes are just so much fun mm-hmm. um, of the of the newer movies. Those guys, but I want to add I want I have to add one more because I said Deadpool was in my top my yeah. Deadpool one and two in my top five is in Deadpool do Domino. Oh, I, so good! I oh, yeah. love that actress, and she was awesome. And mm-hmm. I, re- I really loved how they portrayed uh, Domino in the films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's just great. Joe, um, okay, so obviously Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, <laughs> yes. is is my favorite. Uh, to to kind of borrow Stop. Haley's disclaimer, um, my favorites <laughs> in the comics were always Wolverine, uh, Storm when she lost her powers and she was like all mohawked out and stuff. Mm. I thought that was such a cool version of the character and rogue. When I met Jim Lee, he was, I, I was able to get a couple of sketches and he was like, who do you want? I'm like Wolverine and rogue. And he <laughs> wow. gave me a couple of head sketches oh, of both of them wow. that hang up in my office. That's awesome. So uh, when I was a kid, I had a, a crush on rogue, like as if she was a real person, um, which is sad to admit now. Um, I wish I hadn't done that. But okay, so <laughs> Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Uh, also, and I'm, I know I'm in the minority here, but I really feel like James Marsden got like a really, he got, he got the short end of the stick when it came to playing Cyclops 
Mm. I love the way that he portrayed that character. I think that he should have gotten the chance to come back and play him again. Uh, I thought his chemistry with everybody was really good, especially the back and forth between him and Hugh Jackman. Like in the first movie where after Wolverine fights Mystique and he shows up and he's like, how do I know it's you? And he's like, you're a dick. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect delivery. I agree. I liked him. I just don't. He always felt too young. For me yeah yeah i, I, I had I that problem saw too. cyclops as this really large really strong man and, mm-hmm. and and james even though he's beautiful he always seemed like he was a young like a young not kid but you know right he's he's got was, a youthful appearance like yeah, i just and saw... it just never he never carried that kind of gravitas that i thought i think cyclops, yeah. he's the leader he's supposed to have that and sure. i never felt that just by his appearance I, I feel you on that. At the same time, he he was the leader, but he always had somebody kind of directing him until mm. Xavier was incapacitated. So then he's kind of like having to be thrown into it trial by fire wise. But I, I think what you say carries a lot of weight. But since these are my favorite characters. Ah, uh, uh, whoa, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, so it's Hugh Jackman's Retract Wolverine, James Marsden, Cyclops. And um, I, I was going to go with Mystique as well. And I like... Equally, Rebecca Romaine and um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes, yeah. she's great too. I, I I think that they're both really good with with that with that Mystique character. character. She's yeah. she's so amazing and everything that I think she's everything I wanted the rogue character to be mm. ended up being the Mystique character. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I could see that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Now this isn't on my list, but. I'm going to ask it now. Which one, which character did you not like? Which one was your least favorite? Gambit. Because Gambit's my favorite comic character. And I was like, you're wasting Gambit on this piece of shit movie? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I actually forgot because it's such a little, it's It's like you barely. so bad. It could have been an end credit scene. And it's like, come on, man. Like, give us more Gambit. (laughs) I'm saying like, Gambit because I hate Gambit in the comics, and I hated him in the movies. So, there's I that. love Gambit. I didn't like Gambit because he got with Rogue. I was just <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, retract okay, the claws, okay. Joe. Retract the claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I, it would probably be Rogue because she was my favorite, and I thought Anna Paquin, 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 Paquin was yeah. fine, but yeah. it just wasn't the Rogue that. Yeah, I wound up loving in the comic book yeah. and in the cartoon no that was, the, the, she was on her way to it too it seemed like they were on their way to building that and then we get to that brett ratner piece of garbage oh yeah where she decides to not be a mutant anymore like yeah. what kind of one what kind of message are we sending just you know to kids who are struggling with their own like okay like i'm yeah. struggling with my sexuality or i'm struggling with my identity like who am i and like you know what the answer is? Let's get one of our main heroes to go ahead and just decide to not be who she feels she naturally is. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I agree. That was one of the best stories is, was her struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she did struggle with it because she, she could yeah, people. Of course. You know, and that was horrible. And I understand. And I kind of understand if this if we didn't have all the other stuff of Rogue, it would make sense for her to be able to give up her powers to become a normal person. Mm-hmm. And that would be fine. But that's not the Rogue that they they started with yeah right yeah. The and you're also movie. robbing another character of the opportunity to be able to love this character even if he can't get close like yeah 
there's there's a dynamic that you could play with story-wise. It's like, well, that makes you interesting. That makes you complex. Yeah. Instead, okay, you need to change so that way we can be like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hate that. It's kind of messed up. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, Rogue was also my least favorite. And you know who I, well, this was back in 2000, who I pictured playing her instead was uh, Feruza Balk. If oh, you're familiar hmm. with her. No, I don't. From no. The Craft. That would have oh, been amazing. Yeah. The worst wow. witch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. She's also isn't in Waterboy too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 She um she just has that Spitfire about her, and oh, yeah. I could see with the right like wig and hair, and they could have for sure. Who I, yes. the, the green eyes and. Oh, absolutely. See, I should have been there for uh, for casting, <laughs> but you know. Oh well, Tony, do you have a, a least favorite? You know what? Uh, I gotta say, and and this might be I don't know. This might, might be scandalous, but I I never thought they got Jean Grey right in any of mm. the movies. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I I thought Thamco Jansen was fine. Uh, you know, and I mean, Sophie Turner was was I mean the the movie she was in was 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 not good. But I and I think the reason why I never particularly cared for Jean Grey was I I still don't think in all of the X Men movies they really really got enough of the. I don't know the, the love triangle thing going mm-hmm. on with with Wolverine, Cyclops, yeah. and and Jean, um, and I mean she's so powerful as it gears up into the movies. Um, it just I don't know she she kind of got really op, and as a result of that, kind of just became one note. And and I don't know I'm I'm hopeful that you know maybe now that uh, you know uh, Disney is in control and or Kevin Feige is is now in control, they can they yeah. can build in some of the more cosmic stuff that goes on. Yeah. With, with with Cyclops and and with Jean and really kind of fulfill that promise, but I, mm-hmm. I haven't really cared for any of the characterizations in the movies of Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind Fomke, but I did think that she was really like, and I know there's this like this ageist Hollywood thing, but I, I kind of felt like she was a little too old to play the role. Um, well, if you got the right Cyclops to play, I don't need. I don't even think just the right Cyclops. Like you're trying to tell me that she's a student in a school and no, she looks, she's one of she the teachers. She's one of the teachers. teachers. Yeah. What? I thought she was what still a student. What kind of X-Men fan are you? I'm, I'm the worst. Okay. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst fan. Well, in well okay. In first class, she's or the first yes. class movie. She's younger. Yeah. Han Sansa is the student, and then yes, Pumke is the. Professor, another teacher professor. Yeah. Gotcha. Teacher professor. I have teacher been put in my place. Faculty <laughs> member. Faculty member. She was a she was a faculty member. She was the we'll she was a counselor. She was a gym teacher. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's get back to some interesting facts. I have another round here. Uh, James McAvoy shaved his head to play Xavier, but he didn't have to. So enthusiastic was McAvoy about getting the chance to play one of pop culture's most iconic domes in first class that he shaved his own head prior to filming, only to discover that this film was set during Xavier's more hair suit years. Far from being required to shave his head, McAvoy ended up wearing extensions. Oh my gosh. That's That's so so funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was an awkward moment in the makeup. <laughs> he walks in and makeup's like, oh, like, no. <laughs> they, they didn't tell you what year this takes place, huh? Uh, Days of future past. Past, past future. <laughs> uh, so mix it up. Yeah. All right, Joe, you got the next one? Okay. Olivia Munn's appearance as Psylocke was her second shot at the franchise. 
Before she appeared as Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse, Olivia Munn had actually been considered for the role of Vanessa in the franchise spinoff, Deadpool. However, Munn withdrew from the process because she wanted to play a character who would get her own action scenes. Simon Kinberg, a producer on both Deadpool and Apocalypse, recommended her for Psylocke, and she ended up in the role as a result. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, good. Uh, couldn't stand her couldn't stand i i uh, I have a thing where i just don't enjoy watching olivia munn anyway i don't think she's very a very good actress um so i i wasn't really invested in her character yeah yeah uh Haley, you have the next one all right the original saber-tooth actor was upgraded from stuntman tyler main main like hair main of hair (laughs) pun intended sometimes known as the wrestler big sky he was originally hired as a stunt performer for X-Men. Singer, however, was so impressed that he bumped him up to a main cast member. Maine did not reprise the role in any future movies, although he did provide Sabretooth's voice in X-Men The Official Game, which was released in 2006 between X-Men 2 and X-Men The Last Stand. And I remember in the first X-Men movie, I thought it was a cool... I, I liked the Sabretooth um mm-hmm. i like the way he looked yeah the mane of hair mm-hmm. everything that he was when it was he, good. Going and he didn't road. talk so you didn't really have to act. yeah so he didn't have to screw that up it was yeah. great right. it was a big, big i think he said guy. like two things he's like i want to hear you scream and yeah. it's like all right cool <laughs> got it. yep nailed it jenny got the next one janet jackson <laughs> dropped out of the original x-men the singer actress was cast in the role of storm and even had a chance to visit the set before dropping out to not disrupt her concert tour. Haley Berry took the part instead and didn't let it go for the sequel, even though it meant that she had to back out of shooting a different movie, Geely. <laughs> I'm sure she's not like, oh, darn. I'm so sorry I missed that. Mr. I, had, I had no idea that Jenna Jackson. I had no idea either. Storm. And uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't like it either. I've always kind of championed Angela Bassett as Storm, even oh, like back then. I, I thought her. I thought Angela Bassett would have been a fantastic Storm. Yeah, Tony, you got the last one here. Oh, yes. So in the first film, it took nine hours for Rebecca Romaine to be painted Mystique blue. For X two, they got the process of putting on one hundred and ten prosthetics down to six hours. By the time Jennifer Lawrence was portraying the character in X Men First Class. It only took three hours. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, that's a big improvement. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> yes. from you nine, yeah. going in for nine hours to get painted yeah. and then having to act for another nine hours—that's horrible. Or I more. still, I, I still like the Rebecca Mo- Ramon. That I like that Mystique look better. Her no, look I, is I way think better. Jennifer, mm-hmm. I think Jennifer Lawrence is a great actress. I just the the way they did that, maybe because they spent nine hours instead of three hours. Mm-hmm. They were true. rushing in with like a Smurf blue and true, true. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do one last question. Original cast, meaning the first X Men movies or the first class, the latter half, which is your favorite? Wow, Joe. Man, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's why I that's why I appreciate, even though it wasn't in my top three, I appreciate Days of Future Past because we got to see yes. like the amalgamation of it. Because yep. yep. there are some characters, some actors that I think are better as a character than others. But that being said, I think I have to go with the original cast. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with Joe just because that's like I said, that the first X-Men movie brought X-Men to life for me. Mm-hmm. And they will always be special because that's what it did. Yeah. Um 
so yeah, I go to the original cast. How about you, Haley? I'm, I'm really, I'm really torn. Um, I, there is, a, there is a nostalgic element to like the seeing X Men on the on the big screen for the first time in the early two thousands, but I, I think overall, I liked the new actors better and a lot of their on screen chemistry and um, character development. But I'm, I'm very much like in the middle there's 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 good and bad in both mm-hmm. there's yeah. if we could mush them together which then you do that in days of future past and right. it's awesome so yeah. cool how about you jenny um i'm gonna actually say overall i think the first class cast mm-hmm. except uh, again like first class was one of my favorite movies but then a lot of those characters got i was like what what was the choice here to just like eliminate a bunch of them yeah so yeah. i do think about like what it would have been like if they had stuck with some with of that actual... team a little longer yeah 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 like Don't january you? jones no <laughs> not january jones nope nah. one of the worst deliveries ever oh <laughs> Well, I mean, there is the Dark Phoenix movie, right? Wolverine <laughs> Origins. So, hey, look, you know what? There was a positive thing that came out of Wolverine Origins, and that's the video game. It was mm. one of the best X Men video games ever made. Somehow, came from that piece of garbage. So, well, and Deadpool's endless jokes. That's true. About <laughs> this is true about, about that yes. in both movies. <laughs> All right, Tony. Worth it. Now, I I like the first class casting. Um, okay. Just I mean, so I of course I I love the original X Men movie from two thousand because it, it it started, it kicked off Marvel superhero craze and mm-hmm. took you know a lot of the things I loved from from childhood into you know into overdrive. But I feel like it, even though it was a lot of fun and, and reminds me of, of, of good times, there was something cartoonish about uh, um, those live action movies, you know, like a little bit over the top. And, and, and I, I enjoy that. But when you look at first class, it, it was more, move, like, more like a film, you know, mm-hmm. just in terms of, of yeah. uh, hipper, younger cast, all those sorts of things, but like, you know, fewer professional wrestlers and more actors, you know, kind yeah. of a, kind of a vibe, you know, like, like Toad, you know, was kind of like a weird, I mean, you know, I mean, Ray Park is wonderful and everything, but it was still kind of, you know, makes me shake my head. And then like the, you know, the, the juggernaut characterization from, you know, like mm. later on in the, in the trilogy, things like that. It was, it was more cartoonish as opposed to first class, which I felt was more, I don't know, I guess if, if, uh, if a comic book movie could have verisimilitude, the, you know, the first class cast had more of it. Yeah. 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 No, I can see it. That makes mm-hmm. sense. All right. Well, I said that was my last question, but I do have one more, which I know everyone is going to agree upon. Worst movie of the series i don't know if we're all gonna agree on that there's, yeah. there's there are some stinkers <laughs> yeah but what's the, the worst of them all i mean for well, me it would be wolverine origins yeah i think the, wolverine the cg origins. alone when he's in the bathroom he's looking at his claws so bad i mean oh. i can do that so on my computer here and i don't have any talent at all when they released like or le- well okay it accidentally got leaked that work print of the movie i'm watching this and i'm like not just the effects, but just the story that's playing out. Like, this is not good. And then there's the scene where he's going after the the fire escape and Gambit's on top of it. And he's uh. just trying to, he's trying to cut it down. And I'm watching this. I'm going, oh, that looks horrible. They're obviously going to fix this for the finished film. <laughs> and sitting there in the theater for the finished film and seeing that same effect. And I was like, this is, uh, my mind is blowing up. Yeah. Uh, but that, that being said, 
X-Men Origins Wolverine is not, in my estimation, the worst X-Men film. All right. What is it? Uh, I honestly think that X-Men Dark Phoenix Dark. Yeah, it's pretty bad. is the worst. Oh, I, I mean, really you need to see this now. For, I mean, for, for all of its faults, X-Men Origins Wolverine still has a few moments that are kind of cool. Um, you know, you've got the, the, the beginning part where like, it's taken right out of the origin comic book where, you know, he, he kills the, the, the guy in his, in his living room or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you see the bone claws and he's a kid. Yeah. And also that whole, the best part of the movie is the opening credit sequence where you're seeing him go through the, and you're like, this is the most interesting stuff. And they gloss over it yeah. for this garbage movie. But there's at least that credit sequence. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like they're going through all the wars and it's showing like how old they are. Dark Phoenix is joyless. There is nothing to be gained from that film. What about New Mutants? I think that was worse. Well, it was its own thing, though. Sort. I kind of put it kind of as its own little box that I'm like, eh, okay. I mean, if you really think about it as like, less of an x-men movie and more of a horror film yeah yeah i could see I'm with, that. it works yeah, with a you, little Jenny. more I, I kind of categorize it separate from everything it felt like i was watching a pilot of an episode yeah of a, like mm. a series and then that was it i'm like what this that, and that was like all it felt very it felt really incomplete but it does it doesn't really feel like an, you're right an x-men movie so mm-hmm. i'll i'm gonna stay by oh, I'm so and, and also watching it in it in its defense it also at least has a plot that it, it's trying to follow and it's like, okay. Yeah. I kind of does see. it though, does I, it No, though? it kind of does. There's a bear, you know? There's a bear, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a bear. A, there's a bear that will, shows up. <laughs> I will say I really liked magic. That was the best part about it. Yes, yeah. It was a really, really cool part of the movie and it, it kind of got me excited, at least in that respect of like, ooh, maybe we'll see Ileana and Kitty Pride together someday in a film, which we won't, uh, oh, at wow. least not in this universe. But yeah, I guess New Mutants kind of just comes in just a little over Dark Phoenix for me, too. Yeah. Okay. Tony, do you have a... Age of Apocalypse kind of really kind mm. of spun out of control. A difficult, difficult character to pull off, first of all. Apocalypse being the villain. And just kind of the way they did Psylocke Dirty and, yeah, and, and the, mm. the reboot of Storm and that. I just, you know, that that one was... I mean, I don't know. I, I went to it, I was entertained, but I, I definitely thought that they were reaching... And it yeah. wasn't. It was. It was half baked. And I, and I really wanted it to be better, uh, just because of how epic you know Apocalypse could be. Yeah, and, and there were there, there was no uh, um, no Archangel right in, in, in Age of Apocalypse. And I, I thought, or or, the, or sorry, there, there was, was. But like there was there was. But uh, so that was that that was my biggest problem with that is that I felt like the Archangel storyline was the key to make Apocalypse work, and they just kind of did um, kind of just you know it, it 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 just didn't it just didn't work anyway. Yeah. yeah. I um I the only thing that I appreciate from that movie, like I said, there's there's something that's kind of that I could take from it. That was just getting to see like the Weapon X version of Wolverine show up and mm-hmm. lay waste for like ten seconds and then leave. <laughs> that was a cool sequence. That for was me, a cool sequence. That was, yeah. that was like okay, I'm I'm glad I paid the ten dollars. I guess to see this. <laughs> and the Quicksilver sequence. In I that was movie just going to say, is yeah, amazing. Yeah. So there's a like, really yeah. There's a fun. But you're always... right. The rest of it was a just dumpster fire. But. Which Quicksilver sequence do you prefer? Do you like the time in the bottle from uh, from day, is it Days of Future Past, or I mean, do you like the where he's running around the if I had time in, the, in a bottle yeah. when they he's saving Magneto from I guess the Pentagon or the Sweet Dreams Rhythmics where he's saving all the kids from the, I mean, the X Mansion? 
I take them as a package, right? Because it was like that scene was so good in Days of Future Past, and you knew he was coming back in the next one. It's like, well, how the hell are they going to top that? And yeah. then they did. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I like Days of Future Past just because it was the first. I'm and it was I'm so all good. about first. Yeah, seeing it for the first time <laughs> no, it was incredible. I, Watching that happen was unbelievable to watch. Yeah. The, it was one of those moments, like a Matrix moments, where Trinity goes up, stops, and the cameras go around, and you see it was the breathtaking. first time. Yeah, it's just, and so that scene had that kind of moment for me. So yeah. seeing the house scene was amazing, and you're right, it was incredible. But he already, they already did the magic with the first scene, and so that scene will always stick with me as the most incredible scene from that movie was sure. just him doing that so i think i think i liked the eurythmics one just because i like it, it had, i like the eurythmics too it had such an 80s nostalgia and mm-hmm. it it was just like a great little punchline right in the middle of everything happening and yeah it's just it was it was just so it's just so fun i could mm-hmm. watch that scene again and again and yeah the goldfish and the dog and oh all the and the plane throwing darts <laughs> like he fit a so much like little mm-hmm. business into each of those little mm-hmm. moments and then that amazing scene in Dark Phoenix went, never mind. <laughs> Where he breaks his ankle. <laughs> and then is in a coma the rest of the goddamn movie. <laughs> like, what? Denny, tell you. us how you really feel. By the way, this is a safe space. I am, I am not. I'm very sad. Dark the Phoenix only reason so I was bad. looking forward to watching Dark Phoenix to prepare for this was like, oh, well, Quicksilver will be in it. Yeah. No, he's all over the trailers too. They have like Quicksilver all over the trailers. So it's like, wait, we're five minutes in. He's done. What? <laughs> Once they carried him out on the gurney, I was like, oh, they're not doing this. Oh, they are doing this. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for joining me for discussing X Men movies. Uh, I think this is the first podcast where we've actually had like negative things about some things usually we're gushing about everything because i you know when i pick a topic i pick a topic that we all love but (laughs) there's so many movies that they all can't be winners so we're going to love some of them and not like Mm -hmm. some of them so you picked a franchise that had like what like 45 percent stinkers on it so (laughs) yeah 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 oh well um but thank you guys again for joining me i really appreciate it and we'll talk to you again soon bye Bye, Bye, everyone. Gambit was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag justice for Gambit. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this roundtable. I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. It was a lot of fun. It was shorter than our usual ones, but I think we had some fun discussions and some good topics and interesting answers and some really cool behind the scenes. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode uh, discussion on x-men live action movies and once again i'd like to thank my co-host Haley, jenny joe and tony and of course for my listeners for returning every month to join our roundtable so until next time guys take care i want to take a moment and thank my supporters on patreon i really do appreciate your monthly donations it helps counter some of the costs that come with producing podcasts each month. So I really do appreciate your support. If you guys want to help me out and be a monthly donator or just give a contribution one time for one month, you can find me on Patreon. Just look up Geeky Fanboy Productions and I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. 
sailors was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.